the B2B Messaging Podcast by Winter. Welcome back to the B2B Messaging Podcast. Today, I have Anna Kovalenko, former Senior Product Marketing Manager at Velocity HS. Anna, thanks so much for being on today. Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure all mine. Wanted to get started, jump in asking you, how did you get started in product marketing? Why did you choose that path? It's a very good question. And I should say that it's found me or chose me, I should say. Back in the day, I was early in my product market, product management, management career, and I loved it. It was a small company. We were closely working with engineers and I loved solving problems, talking to customers and yeah, basically all aspects. One of my favorite things were really seeing the product enhancements released every month. So, but as the company grew, my boss at the time, basically approached me and said, hey, you're really good at, you know, talking to customers and kind of uh, understanding the market and synthesizing the information and then translating into actionable insights. So we really need somebody on that side of things. And I said like, okay, you know, I was curious and it, it was interesting to see where that path will take me. So it was, I actually had to Google what product marketing is. So... <laughs> And, and that was the beginning of my product marketing career. And here I am almost nine years later, still in product marketing, and I love it. And out of all the different aspects of product marketing, really positioning, messaging, and storytelling, probably my favorite part of it. Having been at Velocity HS, how is messaging being done? So it's, it's really nothing is done in silos. So I would say, first of all, Velocity HS offers a unified platform to help customers manage and uh, stay compliant with the environmental health and safety regulations, as well as ESG, which stands for environmental, social, and governance for a variety of industries. The, because of our customers come from many different industries, there are several domains that exist that they have to basically stay compliant in. And the Velocity HS offers seven solutions to help customers stay compliant in, in all those different domains. So the larger platform level messaging and positioning is really done by collaboration. It's owned by product marketing, product and, and marketing, but really it's, it's done, created and done with the input from stakeholders, leadership stakeholders from sales and operations and customer success. It's, you know, it's, it's very important because you can really cause customers to tune out if you talk to them about many different things over and over again. So we really, on a platform level, we really try to talk to the, the most, the highest priority in their kind of day-to-day, -day, which is safety. And then depending, and then down the line, depending on where they are on that safety journey, that's where the messaging for different solutions kind of becomes more of a focus. And that is owned by product marketers, individual product market marketers who manage that solution. But again, nothing is done in silos. So it's, it's a very close work of 
collaboration between multiple different teams. So product marketers are more like a conductor steering the train, you know, making sure that we arrive at the right stop at the right time, you know, and making decisions along the way. In your experience, who comes up with the key messages that you want sent out to the market? I would say product marketer. As a team, we own the research part of it. And the expertise really, the insights come from both the customers and from the internal teams. We have subject matter experts with the decades and decades of combined experience, industry experience. They own companies. They've been serving major, you know, top tier companies in the space. So the way we typically start the positioning and messaging exercises is by talking to customers, talking to internal stakeholders, talking to the sales team, just to understand what the the, the main problems of our customers. And then once all this information is being collected and documented, we turn it into the the draft of the positioning and then messaging, which then gets buy-in from all the major stakeholders. Once this is approved, it is passed to marketing team to be used basically however they need. It is used throughout the campaign copies, email copies, any ads that we run on social media and website copies. But that, that that's typically the process. How do you know that your messaging is working? Uh, it's a very good question. So research, research and research and the stakeholder buy-in, that's one of the biggest portion that you want, that's how we get the messaging right. And then of course, talking to customers, but as you know, the, as we start talking to the external market, we want to make sure that we, that our campaigns performing as expected. And if they're not, that's an indication that there might be something off. Of course, you're not going to go and then change messaging on the monthly basis. But monitoring the campaign performance, monitoring feedback after webinars, talking to customers, you know, we have lots of our subject matter experts. They, they talk at webinars, at trade shows, so that there is a continuous feedback loop between the customers and, 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 and the team, internal teams. So that is very important, just kind of understanding and also looking at some other metrics, you know, the... The deal velocity, for example, how the once the sales team starts talking to customers, are there any pitfalls that, that somehow the deal stops? What is the reason? So I love talking to, to sales. I, you know, I see them as superheroes. They're on the front lines talking to buyers every day. So they are a very important component in understanding if our messaging is working. They're like a litmus, you know, litmus t- test. So just having that continuous feedback between the sales and, and the product marketing is very important to kind of stay on top of, you know, did something change, you know, like, why is this not working? And also just uh, talking to analysts, industry analysts, it, it helps you understand what are the kind of like the larger trends, what's, you know, taking, monitoring the competitors, you know, any technological advances, everything kind of goes into that space because we, even though we don't want to change messaging often, but we also don't want to create it and then forget about it, expecting that nothing will change, you know, for the next year. You talked about getting the feedback consistently, going to the stakeholders, going to sales and making sure that everything is working on a continual basis. What other 
ongoing activities do you use to improve and optimize your messaging? We have, we started the go-to-market initiative and we've created go-to-market teams that are focused on each of the solution. And that bring, brings folks, the internal folks from every customer-facing team, customer and, and buyer-facing team into this, creating this one place for them to understand how the solution is performing, but also to, to bring any friction, any challenges, any feedback they acquire on you know in on their side of business bring it into the team so we can understand kind of like create this agile process of uh, for feedback and incorporating feedback and turning into the action items and spotting the any kind of warning trends early we also as part of the go to market team initiative we also there is a you know a number of reports that we review on a regular basis. And that helps to create that story. You know, did something change? Do we see a, a drop in the pipeline build? How did this campaign perform in compare, comparing to the previous campaigns? Did something change? So just having that one space for all these different stakeholders to come in and understand and have that one single picture of the solution performance help us stay on track. How often do you make updates or changes to the messaging and the positioning? So as I think I already mentioned several times, you know, the research, the importance of research and continuous to talking to customers and the customer facing teams. I would say that you don't want to let a problem run for too long without being noticed. So I think quarterly basis is probably a good place, a good cadence where you can spot the trend. You know, you don't want to be too reactive because you can become overreactive and then do the changes and then and then actually create unintended consequences. So understanding, but also keeping an eye on the trends and deciding when to react. I think the quarterly is probably the best option. Because if you do it more often, like I said, it, it, it just might be just a, you know, a blip in the performance. Maybe there is something else happened. Maybe there is a big event, you know, political event that somehow affected. So you definitely want to keep an eye on everything, but at the same time, not to be overreactive. Is there a specific product or launch or even a company that you had the most fun working on messaging? Yeah, I would say in my last company at Velocity, I think the biggest fun and aha moments that I had was working on a risk management solution. That's one of the solutions that I managed. And we had absolutely amazing teams, decades of experience, very intelligent, big picture thinkers. And our the solution was the target audience for the solution was the companies from oil and gas, energy and other high industry, high hazard industries. So we were working as a team, we were working on a case study and we were talking with the, a long-term customer of ours who it was a, a well-known manufacturer of explosive with a global reach. And in the beginning, we focused on the, just kind of like your, the, the regular outcomes of any, you know, improvements, risk management, well-implemented risk management practices, which is safety performance. And they already had a stellar reputation with their safety. They, because just due to the nature of, you know, their product, 
any accidents were devastating. And they also, besides the manufacturing the explosive, they also were transporting them from place to place. So they have a large fleet of trucks that basically did that. So maintaining the, the safety of the drivers, of you know the people around them was extremely important. And as we kind of like started the conversation and focusing on the safety, and asking more questions, a new story started to emerge, kind of a new picture. And we had this aha moment where the customers was telling us how once they implemented the, the risk management practices and uh, a few years has passed and they started to see they were able to identify and narrow down the areas of business where needed the most, basically where they could get the most impact on safety from the, just from the insights that the risk management solution was generating for them. And not only they were able to identify that area of business, they were able to create the business plan, prioritize that, and then basically rally all the stakeholders in implementing into this into the operation which is you know it's huge it's very hard to sometimes to to get that buy-in from the stakeholders that involves a lot, a lot of risk investment but with the implementation of the risk management practices they were able to actually build that business case and then expedite the implementation of the changes which led they already like i said they already had a very very solid safety performance they were well one of the safest companies in, in their space which was very important for their customers. But as a result of this new initiative, they, just, they were able to basically practically eliminate any serious accidents with their truck fleet. So it was really exciting. It was a new story for us. It was a new business outcome and value. And so we almost immediately turned it into the edited, incorporated into the messaging. We've made sure that all the internal teams are aware of that. The sales team were very excited about it because it was also opened up a new target audience for us, the C-level stakeholders. So that's probably the funnest experience that I had on working on messaging. So Anna, in your experience, to become great at crafting messaging, what do you think is needed? I would say ask questions, listen, and be curious. We often make assumptions and then go from them. So I like to ask questions, lots of questions, go around, kind of like ask the open-ended questions because it allows the customer to, to talk about things that maybe we didn't plan ahead of time, but as we learn more as they talk more, like I, like I was just mentioning in the previous story, a new picture may start to emerge. And then also asking why, you know, trying to understand, try to get under this kind of like deeper and deeper into the why. Why are they making this decision that they're making? What was the event that might have pushed them towards making this decision? It helps with understanding the, the, the buyer journey, but it also just helps understand where the customer is going. And then asking the questions that may not be necessarily 
product specific, just understanding, you know, more about like where the customer is coming from, what led them to that particular industry, where they see themselves five years from now, you know, things like this that may not be necessarily part of the, you know, the the media discussion, like win and loss interviews, but it helps you see a bigger picture and then be a more effective and strategic product marketer. And uh, yeah, don't make assumptions, don't make assumptions, just kind of go with that open mind and be curious, genuinely curious about your customer. Oh, and then, and then another thing, become the best friends with your internal teams because product marketer is such a unique role. We kind of exist on the intersection, you know, of all this multiple different teams, the information constantly flows through the product marketing. So being able to translate but then having that flow is extremely important because teams sometimes tend to operate in silos. So you want to become part of their informational flow. You want to become kind of their trusted partner so they can come to you to help them maybe understand or solve problems. And then you can trans- translate it into some other you know, initiatives and then form other teams. So it, it helps. It helps you, again, goes back to becoming more effective and efficient and having that additional power to influence the strategy in the company. Well, Anna, thank you so much again for being on today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. And I love that I've listened to many of your podcasts. It's very short and on point and just a, just a great, just a great idea, great concept. Thank you. Thank you. So again, this has been Anna Kovalenko, former senior product marketing manager at Velocity HS. Do you have any parting words, any pieces of advice that have, or tips that have helped you throughout your career? Yes, I think like I already mentioned, product marketers are such a such a unique role and we have access to lots of different insights from the market, from the customers. So become very, talk to your leadership, just advice to product marketers, talk to your leadership, understand what are their goals and objectives. And then it will help you become more effective and use all this information, all the insights that we collect as product marketers to actually being able to influence the strategy, uh, to make more strategic decisions. And again, goes back to become more effective, you know? So that's, yeah, we, we don't do anything alone. And we rely on information and efforts of many other teams. So creating that collaborative culture, but also understanding the, st- the strategic intent of the leadership is very, is very important for to be successful and kind of like having that product marketing role rewarding to us. I think that's excellent advice. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Danny. It was my pleasure. This has been B2B Messaging Podcast. We'll catch you next time.